Let's go, girls. Thank you so much for coming on here. Um, before we get into like the nitty gritty, I really want to hear how you two met. And then we can kind of talk about your stories individually. But tell me how you guys became friends. Go ahead, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> it'll be fun back and forth. Um, well, me and Mackenzie actually met earlier this year. Um, I think it was like February. Um, we were both members of the local Pheasants Forever chapter. Um, and we were both board members and we really just kind of clicked. Um, it was one of those things where it's just like you meet someone and you're like, wow, I, I want to be her best friend. She seems so cool. Um, and we just did a lot of work together through the Pheasants Forever chapter, um, you know, planning events, doing social, things like that. And we just kind of clicked and found ourselves hanging out all the time and wanting to, you know, do more and go hunting and fishing and do all these things together. So it was a very kind of quick thing. And it's weird to think I've only known her for less than a year. But yeah, we we really move at the same pace. So when we first met, it was just kind of one of those natural things. Like she said, it was kind of we just clicked. And when it came down to coordinating events together and things that happened outside of the chapter, like I said, we just moved at the same pace. And um, yeah, we just, it's pretty amazing. Like she said, since February that I've really met her only since then. And uh, I'm now here we are, you know, partnering on a business together. So it's pretty crazy, but um, the power of, I guess, social media in one way and um, thankful for your presence forever for connecting us. So that is so awesome. Yeah. You would never think that you guys like just met this year. That's so crazy. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. we, we slid into each other's DMs on social media. Very and that's kind of how it grew to be. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So both of you joined Pheasants Forever at the same time, or were one of you already part of this chapter? That's a good question. I feel like it was very I... similar timing. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you were a member, um, because I remember coming to my first meeting, and I was so intimidated by, you know, everybody that knew what was going on, and I had just graduated from college, so, like, this was something very, like, kind of out of the box for me, and I was just like, yep, I don't know any of these people, and you just, it was just cool to see, like, you and everyone kind of kick it into gear, and then immediately I hopped on the board, too, so. That's really cool. So, I want to get into, too, both your individual stories of when your passions for the outdoors started to grow. So whoever wants to take that, take a stab at that first, go right ahead. I suppose I can. Um, So I guess for me, um, I grew up hunting with my dad my whole life. I was an only child. uh, So my dad kind of instilled the love of all the boy things. So I also scream at the football games on TV too. Um, But he really, (laughs) he really taught me to love hunt. Yeah. He really taught me to love hunting and fishing um, at a young age and so as I got older, it was something I was always involved in. I did, it wasn't like, you know, the main aspect of my life. I was in dance, all those different things. Um, but once I went to college, it really kind of died off. Um, I went to the U of M um, and a lot of, you know, the hunting aspects of things aren't exactly um, popular at that kind of school. So I kind of laid low for a couple of years. Um, I still, you know, would go hunting and fishing with my parents and stuff, but never anything to the extent I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really cool that once I graduated college and I got more involved, um, my passion has kind of really been lit up, uh, you know, within the past year. Um, and it's been so fun to think, you know, like this past weekend we went on a trip and I did, you know, my first, uh, you know, I shot my first duck or I, you know, got to go pheasant hunting for the first time. It's things people, um, wouldn't kind of believe in terms of somebody who just started a business for, you know, outdoor trips and things like that. 
But when you meet me in person, people, you know, are like, wait a minute, you were a sorority girl at the U of M, like you enjoy hunting. So it's, it's kind of one of those identity crises for me right now. But yeah. it's really cool to see something that I, you know, really enjoyed when I was little, really kind of ignite um, and be my ultimate passion now. So that's awesome. I could totally relate. Being in a sorority, what are some other things that you did that may have separated you from being like a traditional outdoorsman? What are some things that people were like really caught by surprise that you do other than being interested in the outdoors? Um, I think I've just always grown up to be um, like a super girly kind of girl. Um, I really, you know, didn't dress the part. I didn't really act the part. Uh, my mom also, I was being only child was a huge influence in my life. Um, and, you know, she taught me to be very feminine and things like that. So for me, um, it was really important to kind of have both of those aspects in my life. Um, and when I was in college, I guess I, other activities, I was, you know, on the Love Your Melon crew, I was doing stuff like that, um, that just kind of like my persona was built to be more of one of the basic, you know, millennial girls who <laughs> loves Instagram and Starbucks and things like that. Um, and I think going to the U of M was a big thing too just because I wanted something that was big and right. new and fun where a lot of kids you know they went to NDSC which is North Dakota State University um things like that like more kind of like rural schools so I guess you know going to the big school that's in the middle of downtown Minneapolis and things like that um just really kind of twisted it and altered it um so you know when I did meet people like I you know at my job right now people are like you went hunting this weekend I never would have guessed you enjoyed that and I'm just like <laughs> and I'm like yeah yeah and then you know and then it's really cool though because like me personally would never guess really we're into like hunting or those kind of activities kind of come out of the woodworks right. um so I think that's been the coolest part about being more open about it now is seeing the people who kind of you know support it or um you know think what I'm doing is cool so that's really cool now did you ever receive any like flack or any kind of shade from your sorority sisters or anyone in school that is like why are you doing that yeah Mackenzie knows everything yeah um yeah I guess so it was it was one of those things that not a lot of people agreed with um unfortunately and you know I love I loved every girl in my sorority but there was just a couple few who um, you know, wouldn't even give me the time of day. And it was really hard because I'm so much more than, you know, like a personal belief or right. an activity that I enjoy. Like, I, I mean, I think I'm a good person. So it's, you know, I, and I'm the kind of person that I love to get to know everybody, no matter their story or the things they enjoy or what they, you know, believe. And so yeah. it's one of those things, especially too, when, you know, if the first thing you do is associate guns with hunting, when you tell somebody you hunt, um, it's just, it was, it's, it gets a big uproar, but it's one of those things that it's probably the reason I laid a little bit low in terms of posting about it. Right. Um, and cause you're going to, you know, no matter what, you know, at a big, big university, you're going to have that kind of thing. But I mean, it's, I've gotten to the point and I'm lucky I have people like Mackenzie who are, um, so supportive of me, you know, yeah. being able to be open about the fact that I hunt and how important it is to me and that it's so much more than just killing a big animal and, you know, being so cruel. There's just so much more that's into it. Um, and I feel like I, you know, finally have a platform where I can really express that, which is really beneficial for me. So, yeah, that's amazing. And I think too, maybe some of the things that those girls are kind of missing the, missing the ball on is stories are all about being diverse and bringing something new to the table. And I think you uniquely bring something and a passion and an interest that is so uniquely you and something that obviously not a lot of people at your school are interested in. So it's, they should embrace that for sure. Yeah. And, and that's something, you know, I will always be open 
um, to talk about it or talk about any kind of thing. I've had, you know, a few conversations with, um, you know, people within my sorority without that, you know, I get to talk about the things I'm passionate about and teach them, you know, what it truly means to be a hunter and provide for yourself. And, um, you know, not everyone is going to like fully agree with me, but it's really cool to see those people who see the other side of it and um, just, you know, kind of get to understand that it's more than just, you know, people going out and killing things for fun because that's not even close to what it's all about. Right. And that's so important that you bring that educational piece to the table. I think that's so unique and that's so powerful to have that some people just can't even grasp. Now, Mackenzie, was it, what was it like for you? Now, have you always grown up in the outdoors or is that something that also came on later in life to you? Um, it definitely came on a little bit later in life for me as well. And um, I grew up with a dad who loved, like, motor, he was a motorhead. So he mm-hmm. loved cars. He loved four-wheelers. He rides Harleys. And <laughs> so I was surrounded by that from day one. And um, I've had a few turboed cars myself back in the day. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely had my fair share of that. And um, he really kind of instilled that, like, rough and toughness into me. Sure. And then just it it landed me with like the right group of people as I was growing up right so I ended up falling into a group of friends who like to hunt who like to fish met a boy through that um he kind of lit the fire under my butt for loving (laughs) go ahead say (laughs) okay (laughs) I like it a podcast where I can swear that's a kind of podcast (laughs) um oh this is a whole new ball game now (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) He, yeah, so he, him and I spent a lot of time hunting and fishing together, and I have him to thank for a lot of what I know now and the, the four past four or five years of experiences that I've had because of that. Um, and since then, have wanted to, to try to pursue it on my own, and that's kind of where I fell into, like, being on a board for Pheasants Forever chapter and, you know, just trying to intentionally surround myself with people who would like to enjoy and do the same things on their free time. And um, that's fortunately where I got to meet Molly. And um, yeah, so it's, it's new to me within the last four to five years, too. So I, it sounds like although it didn't come on until maybe a little bit later in life, it sounds like you've always had people around you that have been extremely supportive of your interests. Absolutely, for sure. My, I mean, my dad is my number one fan and I love him. And um, my friends are fantastic, too. And it's yeah, it's. I've always surrounded myself with people who really like to go just do cool stuff, whatever it is. It could be street racing down in the cities, or it could be hunting in the duck blind, or, you know, going up to Namaji State Forest and ripping the wheelers and getting muddy and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, I've always been surrounded by people who are interested in the outdoors in some way, shape, or form, I guess. Yeah, that's really, that's so awesome to have. Like you said, it's so supportive. And then you meet someone like Molly and you guys both just hit it off and you can just be supporting each other in such a strong fashion. Yeah, absolutely. So you just met through this chapter, but do you guys hang out outside of that? Of course, now with this business, but how close are you guys? Yeah, so I recently moved from my Sammy and I intentionally picked where I was moving because it's close to Molly. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. so we're so right now we're 25 minutes apart from each other. Wow. So how, where, yeah. what's the name of the town you were at before? I Santee, Minnesota. That's like up Santee. north of Minnesota. <laughs> so how far is that from where you are now? Um, it's an hour and 20 minutes. Gotcha. So did you, you grew up that way? Um, no, nope. 
I I fled my hometown as soon as I could. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, good for you. I definitely, I I did not. I stayed in Massachusetts and just recently moved up to New Hampshire, which is only like two hours. So, okay, not much further. Yeah, but a little uh, far out enough to where like you go to like the grocery store and you don't see your like high school enemy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, yes. The difference is I am more comfortable wearing cowboy boots here than I would have been on Cape Cod. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Now where I'm at, it's like you wear camo into the grocery yep. store and crocs and everybody's like um much more you? accepted yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel so the same way funny. yeah i mean you can't you can't just expect to like take off your camo when you're going out in the woods and then you want to go get your drink your dung and donuts or whatever it is you guys have out there right yep absolutely <laughs> caribou obviously starbucks girl come on the pink drink <laughs> oh gosh yes caribou is caribou is minnesota so what is it's called caribou Oh, it's what? called caribou coffee. You, yeah, those are I. You, I've come to learn that these aren't everywhere. Um, really? I mean, I'm personally a star. I'm a Starbucks fan myself, but we have caribou coffees, and like when you go into them, it's like you're in like a log cabin. Like, yeah, that's like, like buffalo even... plaid and like fish, like fly fishing mugs, and it's so cute. I can't yeah. believe I've never heard of a caribou. Oh my gosh, it sounds like a freaking dream. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Starbucks's coffee or drinks are a little bit better, but Caribou does have a killer chai tea latte. I'm gonna and say it has that. like it sounds oh, like it has yes. the atmosphere that I'd much rather be in. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Oh my god, that's so cool. Wow. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> I love it. You're, you're gonna have to find one. And their campfire mocha is to die for. Oh my god, Anna's cute drink names. What the heck? Okay, sounds like you're gonna come to Minnesota and we'll take you to Caribou. Yes, please. The trip is in order. (laughs) Well, I want to get into two. Let's. I really want to dive into her wilderness co because I know there's a ton that we need to cover. Um, but I want to hear like going back to the very beginning. So you guys met at Pheasants Forever. Mackenzie moved near Molly. You guys now hang out all the time. You're like 25 minutes apart. But when did this? start like I can't I'm still not over the fact that you guys only met in February but isn't that crazy <laughs> it's really, yeah. really crazy and you've already like established this amazing business but who initially had the idea to create a space for women um I, it was kind of both of us in a different way I, yep. I guess yeah so the biggest thing is like I would say Mackenzie really wanted to uh create trips for women and get women more involved in the outdoors and I wanted to do something um that was a little more, that kind of was like a brand. I guess I really didn't know how I wanted to do it, but I wanted something that was a little bit more modern um, Mm -hmm. for the outdoor, for, you know, women in the outdoors. I obviously, like I said, I very much don't fit, you know, the stereotype or like the persona of a female hunter. Um, And so for that, I wanted something that could be created that, you know, women, sorority girls, things like that, that they could kind of be attracted to that isn't, you know, like bright pink camo or bedazzled this. It was just something that was like a modern group that they could feel welcome in. And so we both kind of like talked about like our dreams and goals of those two kind of things. Mackenzie, you know, wanted to plan the trips and it just like was two puzzle pieces that just really kind of fit together. Yeah. When we were uh, on that Pheasants Forever chapter, we just realized how many women were out there that wanted to have experiences that, we felt like we could offer together. So me with the little bit of experience I have hunting and fishing, um, I have some, you know, relationships established with past guide services. I was like, I really could coordinate some cool trips for big groups like this. And Molly's like, 
and I can make that look really cool on Facebook. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> make it look pretty and make yeah. it look yeah. <laughs> Right. So it, it really, it was, a like she said, a mutual thing. And um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. We ended up at work one day texting each other about it. And, you know, by 6 p.m. that night, Molly had a logo created and I was already reaching out to our first guide service and we purchased a domain name and, um, and that was back in July. It was the middle of July that started. Wow. So you guys got cooking with gas really quick. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even know what we were starting. I mean, we had an idea in our head of what it looked like, but we didn't know where it was going. And now that we're a little bit more established, it's like we have a clear direction now. That is such a good Mm -hmm. feeling. Now you put this like logo together. You are already making relationships with outfitters. When did you realize like, okay, we're, we're doing this. Like, let's really put the pedal to the metal and move forward with it. I think it's probably after we hosted our first bow fishing event and we had 26 girls out on the Mississippi River oh, bow fishing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Yeah. How did you get that many women for your first trip? Social media. That is so <laughs> yeah, crazy. the power of social media is insane. You post, you know, we made, we had, you know, a few friends who we knew like enjoyed the outdoors and things like that. And they were telling their friends who told their friends and said, hey, you need to come on this trip. So we, you know, had 20 plus girls that, we didn't even know half of them, but now some of them are our best friends because, yep. you know, we just decided to say, hey, let's do this. And Mackenzie had her connections with a few uh, bow fishing guides. We put it out on social, made, you know, a cute graphic or two on my end. <laughs> and it just, and it just blew up. That is so cool, you guys. Wow. And so- ever since then, we've hosted, what, seven trips now? If you, if you go to our website, um, you can look on our past trips and I mean, there's, yeah, there's albums on there where you can scroll through and look at, we've, we've hosted seven trips since then, so. And this is, like, 2019 is not even over. I and know, right? <laughs> what? Say this what? so crazy. Oh, my God, how cool. Tell me more about this boat fishing trip. Like, the very first trip, what was kind of, like, were you nervous, like, inviting all these people? Like, what was it all about? Um. Okay, so, I, I have a, uh, my online personas Mackenzie in Minnesota right yeah um and so with that I got connected with a the Land of Lakes Bowfishing Association which is our local bowfishing association and the board members of that reached out to me uh and I went on a few trips with them previous to all of this and um I was already in the works of planning this bowfishing event just to plan it um and then within that time of me trying to plan trips Molly's like hold on a second, like we can brand this. Let's like, let's incorporate this into what we're doing. And um, at, I wasn't nervous just because I've been bow fishing so many times before that it, for me, it was second nature. And I know how much fun I had my first time going, just being able to see fish at night in the water, let alone like shooting one or not. It's just right. such a cool experience. And I know so many women would be totally okay with coming just for that alone. Um but at the same time, too, it's a very difficult sport. People don't understand the strategy it takes to actually hit a fish in the water while it's moving in the middle of the night. You know what oh I mean? Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I always um, thought I about I, how cool it would be, but I'm like, I don't even know how you do it. Like, it's so crazy. You just, yeah. you just like, honestly, you just do it. Like, you need to you think about the fact it. you're going to, you're going to, you're going to pull back like hundreds of times. You're going to shoot at all these fish and you're not going to miss it. Cause like, it was my first time going and I'm like, there is no way I'm going to hit anything. And like, 
for over half of the night, I wasn't getting anything and I felt so defeated. And then out of nowhere and I had a fish and I was like, I was like in tears. You can ask Mackenzie. She was on the boat with me. I'm like, this <laughs> oh is like God. the best moment of my life. Because it just feels good so feeling. good because you put so much work into it, you know, constantly pulling back and, and it's all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. And it's just, it, it was one of those cool, like firsts for me, for sure. It's definitely a sport where you're going to fail often, but when you do make it happen and get that connection, it's like the best feeling in the world. Yeah. I think that goes for just about absolutely. everything in hunting and fishing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you said you didn't know everybody in this trip. So where did everyone stay or did everyone, was everyone kind of from the area? They stayed at their homes or was it, did people come from afar? Yeah, so all of the girls who showed up on this trip specifically were Minnesota residents. And so um, I feel like we all had a very similar driver commute. So a lot of girls actually carpooled together and then they carpooled back home. Um, It was about anywhere from a two to a four hour drive for anybody who wanted to come. So it was just like a a one night one night kind of thing yep exactly mm-hmm. our first our first two events were just a day thing and then we are when we got into our North Dakota goose hunt um that was a full weekend and we accommodated lodging and things like that and so was that your second hunt then what was the second one Molly I should probably just pull up our website uh, and look at it here I have to admit <laughs> I'm looking at these past trips right like as we're speaking and I'm having serious FOMO Okay, so you need to come then. We can make this happen. Oh my gosh, so cool! I think maybe it was salmon fishing. Actually, our second trip was salmon fishing. Yeah, I can tell you. I think it was salmon fishing. Yeah, (laughs) and and that was like a six or seven hour drive out for everybody. So we all packed into two different cars, drove out there, got hotel rooms, um, and fished for two or three days. And that was that was a that was a crazy trip. That was a good group for sure. It's it's really fun when they're smaller groups. Um, just because everybody can get so connected and not to say that the larger groups aren't as I mean just as much fun for sure but I really feel like you get the one-on-one time with everybody and you get to know them as people right yeah definitely I would have to agree with that so you've started making these putting these trips together and you said after maybe the first boat fishing trip that you're kind of just like wow like this is really happening let's do more but taking a step back just quickly how did the name Her Wilderness Po come into fruition molly want to speak on that yeah so honestly it was a very there was like the intention of it was that we wanted something that was an an empowering kind of name um we kind of you know focused we didn't we knew we didn't want it just to be like a hunting or a fishing group so we you know plan on having foraging events things like that so we wanted something that really kind of emulated all of that um but was also feminine the same aspect so we came up with her wilderness um, it took a few like tries. We came up with a few other names. It was, you know, in different orders. And then Her Wilderness came to be and we, we knew we wanted that name when we came up with our kind of like tagline or hashtag, which is own your wilderness. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. And, and so we, we, we knew it fit well together because once we hit, you know, found that hashtag, I did my little social uh, scavenging and found, you know, that one, this hashtag didn't have a lot for it on social media already. So we knew we could tap that. Um, but it was something that was a little bit more different, you know, for us, it's not about, you know, just getting out there and doing something. It's about owning what you do and creating passions and owning your passions, um, which is where that hashtag came from. So honestly, once that kind of was curated, we're like, yeah, her wilderness works. It's about having your wilderness and really owning that. So those two kind of fit hand in hand. Um, so there wasn't, you know, this big thought process. Like we said, we came up with this in a matter of a few hours, but it's one of those things that as soon as we came up with it, like, it was just like a yes moment. We're like, this, this is what we want. This is exactly how we want to 
you know, move forward with this. Yeah, I, I love that, that you just kind of, you nailed it and it just, it worked and you just both knew right away, you're both on the same page. And you talked about how you looked into the hashtag and that's something too, even with me, with my podcast, I'm like, okay, what can I really do? Because the whole point of this podcast is really just to be a resource for women to, if they want to get into starting a business or they want to get into cooking wild game on their own or whatever it is, I kind of, I'm wanting to have like an episode for each of those things that people can say, Oh, I need to listen to this one because I want to hunt in Africa and I'm going to go listen to Christina talk about her experience in Africa. Um, awesome. So it's like one of those things where it's like so you cool. put this hashtag together and it, it worked that, I mean, there wasn't a lot of people behind it. So that's definitely something that I'm struggling mm-hmm. with is trying to find the hashtag that works, but it sounds like it, it really just, everything fell into place. But on top so of that, quickly. Yeah, it's, it looks like it just spread like wildfire. Yeah, we're very, we're very lucky. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to see now, like, move forward a few months, like, seeing women use those hash, you know, use the they hashtag, use it and it's something that we can... It's so cool. I look at it every single day, and there's new posts, new yeah. women and from all different states. It's awesome. I am going to be using Yep, it like and being able to now. follow it, too, is good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so fun even just to follow because it gives you an opportunity to see kind of the reach that we've sure. made um, and see, you know, the different women around, you know, the country. And it's just fun to see kind of everyone's accomplishments and achievements because that's what's really cool about social media. And one thing that we, um, you know, as millennials, I guess, would say is that something that powerful about social media is just how you can share your story and share your accomplishments and it's, it's one of those things that I know an older generation kind of looks at, like it's not a useful tool, but for us, it's, it's our lifeline when it comes to her wilderness. So it's really cool just to kind of see how social media has helped us grow and helped us connect and reach out to so many cool people and brands and companies and things like that. So the hashtag, I feel like in and of itself is a tactic or a strategy, if you will, for really making it grow. Would you attribute a lot of your growth on the social platforms to creating a hashtag or is it the content you you guys have been pumping out there? What do you think it is that's really making you guys spread like wildfire? I definitely think it's the content for sure. I think people, I mean, people are constantly, how I think of it for my personal Instagram and for the business Instagram is people are always on their feeds, constantly refreshing, looking for the next best thing to like scroll past, right? Yeah, that's so true. And they want authentic, real content. They don't want the pixelated posed photo you know that's blown up to you know it they want something that's clear crisp clean and they want it in action and they want it to be candid yeah and um yeah first sure, it's I, I would say almost 90 percent it's our content but also to our timing on it our strategies that we use to put it out there like hashtags and um and t- yeah i think i mean a little bit of timing too we talk about what days we post and things like that um, cause it doesn't, it doesn't pay to post in the middle of a work day. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think that goes true for a lot of things. It's like, you, you do have to be strategic on when the best time is and what exactly you're putting out there. You want it to look cohesive and on brand with whatever you're saying. Yeah. And people love real time Absolutely. stuff for <laughs> sure. They love to know, like if they know that we have a herb wilderness waterfall hunt and there's 15 girls in the duck blind. They want to see a picture of those girls in the duck blind that morning. Right. You know what I mean? They're waiting, you know, people are waiting to hear and follow up. And like you said, kind of cohesive to, you know, okay, they're in the duck blind this morning. Let's see a picture of them shooting their birds. Now let's see a picture of a girl holding one of the birds. You know what I right. mean? So as 
you mentioned kind of there was a kind of rolling with it and you guys were just kind of you you put this logo together and it really just started up very quickly you had your first trip thrown together I mean very organized to thrown together I don't mean it was anything that was just last minute but it seems like I mean it grew so quickly how do you stay on top of creating the content that you do is it just when there's a trip the opportunity arises and you snap a million photos like how do you make it seem so like everything's happening all the time so for me, I love to take pictures. Like I'm, I'm that girl that's extra when she's taking pictures, and it I might be it. annoying. She'll pose you. You need to yeah, have it. One, an- one in every crowd. You need to have that girl. Yeah, for sure. So it might be annoying to some, um, but I love to create content. And like going through a waterfall hunt over this past weekend, I think there was like three thousand photos or something like that. Oh Just God. ridiculous. But also to not only creating our own content when these trips are happening, we're also using member content too because we can't be there when Mackenzie Herb shoots, shoots her bit beautiful like thirteen point buck in Iowa. Right. So, but like that's that was insane. Amazing, yeah, that's an amazing accomplishment, and we want to share that because she is supportive of what we're doing, and we want to support her too. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. On that note, tell me about the membership. So, what is that all about? How did you know you wanted to do it? Kind of like a membership. Um, methodology or how did you know you wanted to kind of go that route I don't know if we necessarily really wanted to do a membership thing it's just kind of the way it, it fell into place and kind of makes sense I think I don't know yeah, Molly, do you have I would more to say, say on that I mean obviously in the early stages we've seen a lot of other you know groups and things that we do that offer memberships and you know people pay their yearly membership fee things like that and that's just something we kind of at least for the beginning want to kind of steer away from because for us it's not about you know exclusivity it's about making sure that the women who want to be involved get to be involved and um we do that through obviously we allow anyone any female to be on our trips we you know don't have really like a criteria of who comes I think you know this past weekend like I was the youngest at 22 we had the oldest at 55 and so for us it's it's a wide range of just whoever is passionate and who wants to come um we do have our Facebook members page which is a, a private group um, that we, I mean, we I say private, but anyone's allowed in it. Um, I joined. You just have to keep about your... that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so we love it, and that's just—it's really cool to see that um, because I like to think of it. You know, at first we wanted it to use it to communicate about trips, um, but now it's kind of grown into a whole new platform um, where women get to join this group and get to post about the really cool hunts that they went on, or if they need advice on what kind of waiters to have, or does anyone have any suggestions on recipes? things like that. And it's really cool because it's more now a community of these women who all, you know, can relate in one way or another and they get to chat with each other and they get to, you know, kind of communicate in a way that they might not have had before because, you know, they only have one or two friends who enjoy hunting. And now they have a group of like almost, you know, 500 women who love what they do. That is um, so awesome. So, ha- so, so the way that we've kind of transitioned it is, uh, you know, has been really rewarding to see what everyone posted um last weekend a girl posted that she was I don't remember it was duck hunting or goose hunting with her boyfriend and she noticed that the goose that came down like conveniently had a band on it and her boyfriend was strategic placed a band on it and it said marry me and he proposed oh, to her like my god yeah and so I would have never known that or cried over it for like 20 minutes <laughs> you know if if we wouldn't have this group and it's just it's it's so rewarding to see and I love what you know the group has become because everyone is so supportive and it really makes me think like do we want to have you know a membership or do we just you know let everyone 
join at their, you know, whether they want and get to see just kind of who gets to come in and who flourishes and who we get to see on our trips. Yeah, I think a really cool message that I'm picking up from that, it's not about exclusivity, but it's about accessibility. And it's like giving that opportunity Mm -hmm. for everyone to just have something that's accessible and not necessarily be blown out of the water, overpriced, or just be discouraged because it costs a lot of money. Amen. Absolutely. That was our one of, when it came to planning the trips, um, it was so important to me that we created budget options. So like just mm-hmm. smaller day trips that were local, like the bow fishing one was 75 bucks. Um, we offered like a Mille Lacs charter at 50 bucks, but we also have like, I'm going to do a spoiler alert here. We have a snow goose hunt coming up in April. That's $750. So we definitely have the budget option as well as something. If you're looking for a more like extensive trip to go on we offer those as well and uh, I think they're all equally as fun and and everybody can make it to what they want to make it to right you can't pay to have more fun than somebody else exactly yeah so on that do you think that maybe it's the strategic it's the partnerships that you guys are creating with these outfitters or these other businesses that are able to that allow you to have those budget options or is it just something that you're kind of I'm not really looking to make a lot of money from this but like how do you how are you able to manage that for sure um for one it's definitely not a get rich thing and it never will be a get rich thing um we we are truly trying to make enough money so the for the business to function and any money that we do make goes right back into the business um and hopefully in my vision and I know in Molly's vision too in the near future we'll be able to give back too and that is something that's close to our hearts um but the people that definitely make that possible are the guides that we partner with for sure um it would not be possible without them and the partnerships and the other like organizations and companies that um we work with they are they allow us to create a lot of value on our trips by giving us free giveaways and um other items and things like that but yeah, our guides are the bread and butter of everything that we do for sure. That's awesome. And I think too, they acknowledge the fact that you guys have created such a large platform and such a big reach that, I mean, they're getting advertising too on this end. Yeah, we definitely want to provide value to not only the women who come on the trips, but to the guides and partners that we work with. Um, And I really feel like when um, I, I do most of the conversations with the guide services, when I have those conversations with them, I think they really can understand and see like the heart of her wilderness and understand the mission of her wilderness and And authentic and genuine you're being. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they want everything to do with that. And it's so cool that (laughs) I've been to a point where I don't even really have to ask for them to help us out. They just want to help us out. And I'm really looking forward to getting more um, established for sure. So I know you said in the beginning, you've already had a previous relationship with an outfitter. Um, And correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought you said you had a previous relationship with an outfitter. But on top of that, how have you been able to create more of these relationships with other businesses and other outfitters to collaborate and to host you guys? What's kind of your approach? Yeah. Um, So I just, I start simply with like an Instagram message or a social media message Uh, or it could be an email and just kind of let them know what the goals and visions of her wilderness are and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. And we would love to have you on board. Do you have a quick, you know, 10 minutes this week that I can hop on a phone call with you? Um, And from there, I really just, I get them on the phone because I know that I'm able to speak more clearly. And I feel like you can hear the passion behind my voice when I talk. 
And um, that's really, I mean, how to, I, I, I do that really is just to get them on the phone, talk to them and get to know them as people. And um, I don't just right away be like, this is what I need from you. And this is what we're going to do. It's more so like, okay, can I come out and visit you um, out at the hunting camp? you know, this weekend and we can talk more about it, maybe go on a hunt together and just really intentional and strategic about a friendship, a partnership. And overall, it's a long-term partnership is what we want. Right. You know, we don't want to just go on one hunt with this person. We want to go on two hunts every single year with this person. So it's really important that um, we align with values personally, <laughs> as well as when it comes down to business too. That's so awesome. I, I really love your, your strategy of just, I mean, you want to get them on the phone. I think a lot of people might get nervous in that sense and just, they want to just talk through email. And I've run into a lot of people where they, they don't, they're kind of hesitant on talking on the phone. I'm like, what do you have to hide? Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. On the phone. Yeah. Okay. Some, me and my, yeah. me and my kids are both chatterboxes. So naturally like phone calls are our first instinct because we want to talk to you and we want to talk your ear off. So it yep. works out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Now, do you have like a dream partnership or at least a dream hunt that you really want to see her wilderness venture off to? I'm sure there's a couple. Um, yeah. And I think for like I dream, see? you go. I already know what she's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, a dream partnership for me would be with Crocs because I love Crocs that so much. Amazing. Oh my God. Everyone gets Seriously. Crocs at the end of the hunt or the beginning. Like, can you imagine like a her wilderness colored Croc? I would cry. That's amazing. A bit, yeah. A mauve so, Croc. Uh, yes. A mauve Croc. And we could put like little her wilderness gems on them. Okay. Anyway, Croc <laughs> one day will sponsor oh, either me or her God. wilderness and it's going to be great. And it's, that's I've, my dream. I've but, never. I've never heard a fem- like oh, somebody in my entire life talk about Crocs more than this woman does and it's so funny because like I've always owned a pair of Crocs and now I find myself wearing them just more and more because I, I so just I, I hate around Mackenzie so much it's like oh it's socially acceptable to wear Crocs and socks and sweatpants out cool sweet let's yeah. do this I <laughs> seriously I wear Crocs almost every single day and there's one time I wore them to work and I thought <laughs> I was gonna get yelled at so I haven't worn them since oh but God. isn't Luke Combs coming out with a pair of Crocs <gasps> don't even get me started <laughs> yes. I will I will be ordering those that um, is so funny. I, we actually have had a full conversation about it today about how I just really, really need to get those Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the little like pegs that they have on them are so cool. They're like well, they're like gibbet. You, and, like they're gibbets. You you want to be sponsored by Crocs? They're gibbet. <laughs> Wait, that's what they're called. Okay, yeah, they're who called knows that? Gibbets. Molly knows that. Oh my God. I don't I know think I've, I've never owned a pair of Crocs. I'm sorry to say. I'm buying you a you pair of Crocs and I'm shipping them to your house. <laughs> That's what amazing. size They're just so versatile. No, no, no. All right. <laughs> they're on their way. I think that'd be really cool that what you, so they're called gibbets? Like gibbets. Gibbets. I, I could be told. I, I could be pronouncing it wrong, but my inner Minnesotan just wants to call him a, j- a gibbet. A gibbet. Okay, but I could so gibbet. see, like, a pair of antlers, and then one is, like, a mallard foot, and then you have all these different gibbets for... <laughs> Amen, sister. Let's get this partnership going, right? Hey, I'm on board with that. I'm happy to help with that. that okay. Very cool. If anyone... if. Anyone from Crocs is listening to this podcast. Mackenzie loves you. <laughs> and well, make sure we tag them in their posts. Post. Yeah, let's make sure we tag Crocs. <laughs> that is hilarious. So on top of creating a Crocs line, yes. how do you guys see her wilderness growing? I think, I guess for that, I think the biggest thing is 
we really want to expand, um, you know, countrywide in terms of trips. Everything we've done is uh, either in Minnesota or North Dakota and Wisconsin, which is so close. But, uh, you know, our 2020 goal isn't necessarily like we want to partner with so-and-so. It's just we want to expand ourselves and we want to see and go meet women from all over because we've had so many people inquire asking us where we're out of, you know, some people, I'm from North Carolina, I'm from this, I'm, you know, so-and-so. And so, like, getting to really expand and move out and plan trips that, you know, are more accessible to more than just Minnesota girls is, I think, really the biggest thing. Absolutely. I, it's kind of funny. So, I, one night, could not sleep. And for whatever reason, I made a whole 2020 calendar of her wilderness trips. That's and they were, like, they were insane trips and I showed it to Molly and she was like <laughs> she her response was just like are you insane like are you crazy <laughs> and she totally just like brought it back down to earth for me and she's like you need to understand like we can't have a trip three like three times a month like we need to keep ourselves open and available to partner with people who like as we grow people are gonna like be attracted to that and they're gonna want to want in on it right and so yeah, that makes sense. like she said, we don't have anything specific in the works because we want to just like kind of see where it goes and we want to have our doors and have availability open to do things that make sense for us to do. I yeah. think you had, you definitely had a point though, there, like creating your calendar and at least you can manifest in the fact that you want this many things to happen. They don't yeah. have to be exactly what you had maybe had planned, but it, it, it might not be up in the Yukon or wherever it is, but at least you can. I wish. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. Um, but at least you can attest to the fact that it's like you have, an, you have a goal and they may be ambitious, but it's like, hell, you guys just met in February and look where you are now. Like, no, yeah, for sure. And both that's, your middle names. Yes, absolutely. And so the, the calendar is definitely still in place. Um, it's just not like, it's not 65 it's trips like we had. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit thinned out and there's a lot of like a few open weekends in there so that when new partnerships come into place, we have the space and availability to throw that in there last minute if needed. Yeah, that's really cool. And Molly, I'm sorry, I think I cut you off. I don't even remember. So you're good. <laughs> I am the worst host ever. I'm sorry. Oh, you're, oh, you're fantastic. <laughs> See, the issue, the issue is you're a great host. Kenzie just loved to talk. So if oh, we could good. just both be talking this whole time, you just, you, you wouldn't hear the end of it. Perfect. Well, we're already at an almost an hour, so could you believe wow. it or not? Now, wow. when you guys are like running this business, so it sounds like already in when you're looking at Mackenzie's 2020 calendar of ambitious <laughs> dreams, there may have been yeah. a little disagreement here. But has there ever been like anything you guys really disagreed on that you just were like butting heads when it came to the business? I don't. I don't. Think we've yeah, ever no. butt heads. Like we, there's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely Which is things weird. we it's don't weird. agree on. Yeah. We're two different people. Yeah. We're so different. And so I don't yeah. know when we disagree, it like almost makes sense in a way, I guess. I don't know. Molly, yeah, you can elaborate on. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I think the biggest thing is Mackenzie is like this big go-getter, big idea, dream big, you know, is going to fill every single weekend on the 2020 calendar. And I'm kind of that more realistic, like, let's do what makes sense, bring it back down to earth and kind of person balance each other out really well. Um, I think, you know, we granted, we don't always agree on everything, but I we're lucky enough that we both have a relationship where it's like, I, you know, some friendships, if you don't agree, it's like, Oh, I'll just be passive. Oh, you can do what you want to do. Oh, you can in like, we right. are not like that at all. We are going to tell each other how we think we're going to tell each other. If we think something's dumb, we're going to tell each other when, you know, things are great. 
And like Mackenzie said, you know, like we're similar in so many ways, but we are also so different. But I think that's why it works. Because right. like I said, you know, if if we disagree, uh, we're able to really push through it. And disagreements for us have always been positive because if there's a disagreement, it means, you know, there's something that could possibly go wrong and having a disagreement, it fixes it before, you know, it arises. It sounds like too, that's like almost like a disagreement is really huge, wonderful opportunity for you too, because it's a growth thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think too, it's, it's so important that you guys both have that respect for each other where it's like, one might have a really great idea and the other might really want to do something like this. But the fact that you guys can respect each other's wants and wishes and you're able to grow that to the benefit of the business, that's like such a rare thing I feel like to, to find. Oh, yeah, well, we, sure. we, we found it and it's been working so well. And um, we both we yeah. both bring different things to the table, too. So we I think we see each other's value. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to like some of the trip stuff, Molly's kind of like, okay, we're going to let her like take the reins on that, but I'm going to give her my two cents. And then when it comes to like the, the content creation and like social media, all of that stuff, like Molly's really good at that. So I'm going to give her, you know, the benefit of the doubt on something that she thinks is really great too. Um, so we just really notice each other's value where it really fits, I guess. That's awesome. And it's really cool. I think too, as best friends to be seeing this and both evolving as your passions grow and the business is growing um, I wanted to know too, like, is there, do you think your not, not maybe necessarily your view on the outdoors or hunting and fishing, but do you think your passions have evolved either way, whether you feel like it's now more of a, it's more of a business you're looking at it, or you're trying to get out there more that you're now that you have her wilderness co. Uh, absolutely. Like definitely it's about getting more out there and like my passions, I guess I can speak on the sense, like I said, I was in college you know, really push it out very much. And now like post-graduation, I am, you know, my passions have really grown. I've gotten to experience, you know, hunting a multitude of different new animals. And I really can thank even, you know, not just her wilderness, but Mackenzie for that. Um, And that's why I really value her within her wilderness and as a friend, because she's been the one that really helps my passions grow. And, you know, if I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to post, you know, a picture of this, she's like, go ahead, post it. Like, if people don't want to <laughs> see it, they don't need to be following you, you know? That's it's, a good point. Yeah. It's one of those, she really pursues my passions and knows what I love and makes sure that I'm being my authentic self no matter what, just because, you know, it's sometimes it can be hard to really kind of, you know, be yourself when you have such a unique hobby and a unique passion. And I, you know, having her has just really kind of propelled me into just being my you know, true self. And I just love that. I think that's Aww. awesome. It's like, thanks it's, Molly. You guys are so cute. <laughs> just, just to get a little soft, really. Yeah. yeah. A little hallmark action. I love it. Oh. <laughs> um, I really want to know how women can get involved because I am like chomping at the bit, really wanting to come out there, meet you guys in person and go on one of these trips. Where should women start? Our website is fantastic. Um, there isn't a ton of trips on there at this moment, um, just because it is coming towards the end of the year. Ice season is coming up, and um, we're going to have some stuff launched here shortly. Um, but if you go to www.herwilderness.co, um, you're able to kind of navigate through the website. And Molly did a great job of putting all that together. And you can click on the trips tab, or and then there's like an upcoming tab. And then from there, you can find information on how to register. And it's as simple as filling out like five or six lines on a form and then sending like her wilderness a Venmo or a PayPal payment for your trip. And then you're registered and ready to go. 
And when you do that, we always suggest and encourage that you join our Facebook membership group because you'll find a lot of the updates happen within that group. Um, and yeah, even if you're not interested in going on a trip, I really recommend joining that group because like Molly mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's really just a community of women who want to get involved and get together um, outside of our trips too. So it's really great that that's there and it's a really great spot to find a lot of updates and things on trips that are upcoming. I think you guys have really done such a great job at laying everything out there and making it extremely, not only are your trips extremely accessible, but just all the information that you've put out there on the internet and on social media. It's just, I mean, for one, it's attractive. And for two, it's like, it's very informative. It's everything you need to know. Thank you. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. (laughs) And, you know, and not everything, and like, you know, with everything too, it's not always going to be perfect, but it's really cool just because we've grown so much and we've gotten so much feedback and, you know, from women who have gone on the trips and things like that. Like we feel like we're growing every single day and we're always going to provide something new every single day. Um, So it's fun to have that aspect just because, you know, we get to learn and we get to grow and we get to, you know, build it up and provide what we need to. So it's been fun. It's seriously been so much fun to go on these trips with the women and then come home from them and want to just like bust down the doors on the next trip, right? So like we have this amazing last weekend on this waterfall hunt and I'm already sitting here thinking about our next trip and being like, how can I blow that waterfall hunt out of the water now? Like what are my next best things? And like Molly mentioned, there's a lot of girls on the trips that give us feedback and we live for that. Like positive or negative, we need it in order to give the people what they want. Yeah, that's so important to be able to welcome that feedback and know that it's just, like you said, the disagreements, the feedback, everything is going to turn into a positive eventually. Absolutely, for sure. Like in, like Molly mentioned, we just started in July. It's been shortcoming. There's definitely has been bumps and blemishes along the way. But um, fortunately enough, I mean, it, it can get discouraging at times. Like there's there's times where me and Molly are texting each other and we're like, this is crazy this sucks we're stressed but there's also other times where we're like I'm texting her like Molly I'm crying right now because of how excited I am to see the future of this like like what we're doing and how much it's going to change my life and um it's so so cool you guys are doing it it really is amazing yeah it's been incredible it seriously has been amazing and to thank you for February I'm just gonna keep saying (laughs) yeah (laughs) we that's we don't it's hard for us to believe too just because I feel like we've known each other so much longer and I feel like, you know, like most friends you met less than a year ago, you can't, you know, give like hard criticism or feedback or tell them what you're thinking, you know? And so like for us, it's like, we have we like, how have we not known each other our whole lives? Right. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree with that. It's, it's just like anybody when you, you could have a situation where you're sitting down with somebody and you just have like a heart to heart with them and you just, you know, you just connect on a deeper level than you would like the average Joe. Right. Right. Um, and Molly and I are fortunate enough just to have that from day one where we were able to share a lot of personal information and personal things about each other and also just share similar hobbies and, um, Molly's so much fun. Cause she's just always like down for whatever. I'm like, Hey, I'm doing this. You coming with? And she's like, yep, I'm there. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And vice versa. And, um, yeah, it's been really fun just to since, yeah, since February. <laughs> you guys are so cool. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Where where can people follow your friendship? Where can people follow you guys individually? What where can they find you on social media? Um, so I am at Mackenzie in Minnesota on all my platforms. That would be Instagram, Facebook. Um, I also have a LinkedIn page now because I want to be professional. Fancy. Um, Always gotta keep that updated. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, at I just got a tech I got 
got a text from her today and she's like will you endorse me on LinkedIn and I was like I suppose because <laughs> of course I have like no other friends that are on LinkedIn and I'm like oh Molly's on here she'll she'll put me on down for hunting and put me down for trip coordination and... there you go I feel like LinkedIn I don't know if it's just from me or I went to business school but it's like LinkedIn is like Instagram up here it's just like oh it's 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 a lifeline yeah I work in an advertising I'm an account coordinator in an advertising agency and like everybody just loves LinkedIn. It's like what you do to basically get a job. Like if you don't have a LinkedIn, like that yeah, sucks. You it. don't get a job. Yeah. Okay. Oh so, so, networking. so Brenna, are you going to go on and endorse me on LinkedIn now? Um, yeah. I was already going to endorse you for like Crocs and all these. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I don't know okay. what you endorse for Crocs, but I'm already Mo- on it. So Molly, where can people find you? Um, so mine is just my name. Um, my last name is really confusing. So I don't know if you want to post it or if I should spell it out but my name is Molly Quakena and it starts with a K-W-A and it should pop up because no one else has the same name as me so I love it <laughs> yeah it kind of sounds like coconut that's been my nickname since like elementary school like I saw I still have teachers that I went back like I go back to like my hometown and they're like what's up coconut and I'm like what's up you know <laughs> hey. like, how's it going I'm, I'm 22 funny. now what's up oh my gosh <laughs> And of course, they can find um, her wilderness at, at her wilderness co on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Well, I'll get that up there. I am so excited that we are finally able to chat. Thank you guys so much for coming on here. Um, what Thank you're you doing, for having us. Yeah, of course. Like what you guys are doing is so phenomenal, and I really want to come out there and meet you too. And um, we would love that. Definitely need to book a trip. Yes, we Please. would absolutely love that for sure. And we are incredibly appreciative of you reaching out to us. It's um, it's so cool to be ha- like where we are right now and go on things like this because it's just like you, you don't expect it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's just like we're over here just trying to like enjoy our life and do what we love. And then other people jump on board with that. And so, again, yeah, just thank for you sure. for having us. We're really appreciative of you oh thinking of us. Thank and- you excited to um, continue this partnership and hopefully get you on a trip for sure yes awesome yeah absolutely let's get you on oh thanks guys i will wait for my crocs in the mail i'll be checking the mailbox (laughs) (laughs) yes just 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 text us your address oh yeah i will for sure don't worry perfect (laughs) all right guys thank you so much yes thank thank you 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 too